Welcome to Experiencing Christ with Pastor Dennis Matovu. Freedom Experience is a teaching ministry of the world that is driven by the purpose that believers may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Experiencing God in the incarnated world, which is Christ to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment. And now, open wide your spirit to receive this great teaching which is going to empower you to begin experiencing Christ as your life. This is Pastor Dennis Matovu, worth hearing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom experience, experiencing Christ. Thank you for this gift of life that you have even given us today. We worship you, Holy Spirit. We worship you, King of Glory. We worship you, Mighty Counselor. We worship you, Mighty Savior. You are so awesome even this morning. Father, we dedicate this program even today in your hands that you may quicken us even as we are hearing, even as we are teaching, even as we are sharing this word of life. Father, we thank you for this time that you have availed for us to come and minister to these people wherever they are. In Jesus' mighty name, bless everybody that will listen to this teaching, that will follow this teaching, that will always share this teaching. In Jesus' mighty name, and we say it, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is Pastor Dennis Matov Ola from Kampala, Uganda, Freedom Experience Ministry, where we experience Christ. And we, are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we have come with a program, Experiencing Christ Daily. Um, this is our day five. Um, the Lord inspired me to at least minister on a daily basis and I'm praying for the grace to come every morning so that I minister, to come every day so that I minister. And I believe that um, the grace is sufficient. Um, we are called Freedom Experience Ministry and uh, we are in Kampala. Uh, those of you that are in Uganda, those of you that are within Kampala, uh, please, you can pay a visit, but we love you wherever you are. Thank you for all the ministers that are serving God, ministering here on Facebook, on other platforms, and on other uh, platforms where you can uh, preach the gospel of Christ from. We know that we are all doing the building the body of Christ, and we have also come by His grace to bring you the portion of Christ that we have received. Did you know that everybody has got a portion that is supposed to take as your daily menu, uh, your daily food uh, to the to the world. Yes, it is important for every believer that has acquired and received Jesus Christ to take him as a portion uh, where you shall share with him, share with others the Christ you have received, you see. So when you accept Jesus Christ, then you have got to take another step and take a portion of the Christ you have received, then begin to share him, begin to eat him with other people. And this is the will of God. This is how we, what we call putting Christ in practice. And this is, you remember in John chapter 6, he told those that, those that had come for, for food, for bread, he told them, you people, you have got to seek me, you have got to take me as your living bread and eat me. Every day you shall live, you shall have eternal life. So my prayer for you everywhere you are, before even we begin today's teaching, is that you, if you have received Christ, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 2 verse 6, if then you have, be, you have received Christ, the Bible says, walk ye in him. We shall come to know those uh, that, that verse in details because we are going through the book of Colossians slowly and little by little. But we are supposed to receive Christ. That is when you get saved. Then know Christ, understand him, learn Christ through the doctrines, through the teachings. Then when you know the truth, that is the doctrinal truth, the Bible says, and the doctrinal truth, when you turn it into the subjective truth, the truth shall set you free. Did you know why the Bible mentions truth two times in John chapter 8 verse 32? The Bible says that 
to those Jews that had believed in Jesus Christ. He says to them that you are my disciples indeed if you continue in my doctrine. You see, we need the doctrine of Jesus Christ. And the doctrine of Jesus Christ is the entire New Testament, is the revelation of the New Testament, is what he taught us from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He was teaching us a doctrine. And this doctrine, when it was perceived and understood by the disciples, then they wrote the, what they understood. Peter had to write what he understood and what he saw. But remember, John says, uh, we shall now begin with John. Uh, I'm showing you something so that you get uh, a picture. When John in the episodes write about the truth, the doctrine, the reality of the doctrine he has, he had acquired, he says these words. He says in 1 John chapter 1, uh, he says that that which was from the beginning, and you know that from the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. You know that uh, Genesis, uh, John 1, 1 says so. But the Bible says that which was from the beginning, which we have had. You see, you first hear with your ears and that which you have heard, it says that which, which we have heard, which we have seen. They not only had the doctrine, they not only had the doctrine, but they realized, they visualized with their sight they saw the, the, the word of the doctrine that was, that was in the doctrine, you see? And the word came to explain himself, and that explanation of himself is what we call the doctrine of Jesus Christ, the teachings of Jesus Christ. From Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see the teachings uh, of Jesus Christ revealing himself to us so that we may take him not as doctrine, not as teaching, not as knowledge, but as reality, but as experience for our enjoyment, you see. That's what we call experiencing Christ daily. So the, John says in, in, in First John chapter 1, he says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. He says that which we have looked upon. This is a deeper experience. This is a deeper enjoyment. They not, they not only saw the word, they not only uh, studied, about, studied about the word, they said we fellowshiped with the word. We saw it, we touched it, we enjoyed it, we practiced it, we saw it in reality. So, he says, we have, we, we have touched with our hands, we have handled it the word of life and he calls the teaching the Christ that he that was among them is is not teaching us Christ is telling us that they experienced Christ in his reality they call him the word of life it says that for the life was manifested and we have seen it and we bear witness which that and show unto you that eternal life which was with the father and was manifested unto us now this is another teaching that we shall come to but i wanted to show you that when you receive christ whether you're a pastor whether you're not a pastor you're a teacher whether you have been called into ministry the moment you are a believer that which you have received then you have got to take to others to share to others but before you take you have got to understand to enjoy to experience, to be, to make it part of you, part of your day, day-to-day -day life, experiencing Him daily. You see, so this is why we are here. We are showing you how you can take the Christ you received to become your daily food that you you dispense to others. We call ourselves dispensers of Christ, whereby we dispense Christ daily uh, 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 to the people that are hungry and thirsty for the for for the realization of the truth. I want to put us to our rem uh, reminder that we have a lot of Bible schools and theology and teaching ministries, but we have got to after having all those things, we have got to come to the reality. What are these things? What are these doctrines and teachings and ministries? minister unto us if they are ministering unto us christ have we come to christ have we enjoyed christ have we taken christ you see 
The Bible says in John, I'm just giving you an introduction for today so that we go back in our book in Colossians. But I'm showing you uh, that it's not about the pastors only, the teachers only. I've not come here to let me speak to ministers of the word. I'm here to minister to you whoever is a believer of Jesus Christ, whoever calls himself a Christian, a genuine Christian. You are not supposed to stop from there. You are supposed to go deeper to become, to acquaint yourself with what you know, to become one with the Christ you have received. He wants us to be one. He wants us to be, to, to be one with him, whereby we know him. He, he knows us. We abide in him. He abides in him. When we are one and inseparable, and that will call for understanding, that will go uh, deeper and beyond knowledge of scriptures, it will go deeper uh, beyond knowledge of, of doctrine. This is deep. You have got to see the word as the word of life. You have got to see Christ in his reality. Hallelujah. So the Bible says in John chapter 1, John says that the word for him he had come, having gotten the word, the vision of the word, the calling to minister, the Bible says that he came as a light bearer so that he may bear what he has received and take him to other people. The Bible says in John chapter 1 uh, that uh, we, we are in verses verses 9. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, verses 7. He says that the same, verse 6, there was a man sent from God. I pray that each one of us will become men sent from God. Who is a man sent from God? A man sent from God has only one work. He says that there was a man sent from God. Mm-hmm. And he says that whose name was John. Me, I'm called Dennis. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light. He came to bear witness that he has seen the light. He has understood the light. He has come across the light so he came to bear witness i wonder when you receive the light what do you go uh, to bear witness what do you go to do are you going to bear the witness of what the one you have received are you going to go and show them the people the entire world that i've seen a light i've seen some light i've seen light in in christ I've seen life in Christ. I've seen grace in Christ. I've seen reality, truth in Christ. I've seen glory in Christ. You see, he came to bear witness of the light. And the Bible says that, that all men through, uh, through him might believe. Through this one is bearing the truth. They might believe. And it says in verse 8, he was not the light. Yes, John was not the light. But he was sent to bear witness to that light. When we preach, when we minister, when we do every activity we do in church, our vision and our aim is to bear witness, to show people that we have seen something. We have come across something. If each one of us is supposed to come across a portion of Christ, thank God I have seen my portion. Thank God you have seen your portion. But those people that have not yet seen the portion of Christ, you see, he's our portion. Every person is supposed to take a portion, an inheritance of Christ. And you are supposed to, to, to enjoy the inheritance. Then you are also supposed to share the inheritance to others. The Christ you have received. The revelation of Christ that you have received. Hallelujah. So it's not about the knowledge. It's about the revelation that has come out of the knowledge that you have acquired. That will set you free. That will cause you to live a freedom experience life. Hallelujah. So... We go back to our book uh, of Colossians, and I take you uh, where we stopped from. Remember, yesterday we are seeing Christ as uh, our life, and we also saw Christ. Um, we saw also faith and love and hope, and we saw the importance of these three and how they are supposed to move together. We saw also how to leave Christ as this, at the same time laying hope into the heavens. If you missed those, please just go back on, on this page. Uh, then uh, on this platform, uh, you go back and see the previous teachings. You can download them. You can keep on listening to them. And the Lord of grace shall bless you. But today, we want to see Christ. We want to take him as our truth. The Bible says the truth of the gospel. So let me try to... Uh, read for you from again we are in Colossians chapter 1 verses 
Colossians chapter 1 verses 1 uh, verses let me start from verse 3 today uh, to know where we have been coming from the bible says we give thanks to god paul was giving thanks to god and to the father of our lord jesus christ praying always for you since we heard of your faith in christ jesus and of the love which you have towards the saints that's a comma you see from verses 3 to verses 8 there is no full stop full stop is on verse 8 meaning that this is a context that was carrying deep deep revelation and meaning he says that um since we have heard he says the saints for we he says in verse 4 for we have heard of your faith in christ jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints verse 5 uh, for the hope which is laid up for you in the heaven wherefore you have we we had he had before the word of the truth of the gospel so uh, today i've come to talk about the word of the truth of the gospel and verse 6 says that which is come unto you this word has already come from the day jesus came from the day the preachers have preached to you from the day the gospel has been preached across the globe the word has already come to us and this is the and this word is carrying the truth of the gospel so he says that before in the word of the truth of the gospel which is come to you as it is in all the world this word has already come to all the world in other words nobody can say that we have never come across the name jesus we don't know about jesus in other words christ has saturated the entire world people are preaching we are using all platforms so that christ comes to every end and every corner of the world that means that the truth of the gospel has reached the entire world nobody can say i have never heard christ because we are doing our work on every platform you see so the bible continues to say that uh, he has come unto all the world and it, this this word is bringing forth fruit the word is bringing forth fruit and as it does also in you in other words when you are hearing the word this is what i've come to explain today when we hear the word of truth it is supposed to bear fruit in you who has heard the word so most of us we sit under the preachings and the teachings in the churches and we listen from our uh, platforms videos and radios and tvs but we don't bear fruit that means we 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 have not come to the reality we are only hearing the doctrines and the teachings but we don't we are not converting them to become reality for our enjoyment and our experience so my 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 my, my prayer for you is that you take him so today we want to see him as the truth of the gospel so in verse 5 we have seen uh, paul is saying that of which you have heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel you see the truth of the gospel is simply the reality of the gospel the real facts what the gospel is talking about what that scripture you are reading is talking about whatever it is talking about is the truth of that scripture is the reality of the scripture that means that when you come across the word of god when you come to the word of god you open the bible to read it it has got two things it has what we call the letter which kills and the life the spirit of that word in other words the word has got a spirit but on top of the word as you're reading it objectively with your physical eyes you only see the letters you only see the letter and the, the interpretation of what what you have read so when we come across the scriptures when you come to the bible when you come to the scriptures to study or to hear or to teach or to preach you have got to know that it has got two sides it has the letter and the bible says the letter kills in corinthians but the spirit gives life and john 6 says that the word i've spoken unto you are life and spirit that means when you come across the scriptures just know every scripture every word you have read it has its truth and that truth is the reality it is the fact and that's where life comes from so if i come across john chapter 8 verse 32 and i say no uh, um and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free and i just speak it just like that uh, for you to hear and say oh he knows how to quote scriptures he knows uh, every scripture and where it sleeps it's not about where scriptures are found in the bible i might quote thousands of scriptures yet i'm quoting letters and i don't know that i don't have the life of those scriptures so to experience christ daily in his word is to take him as reality 
the truth of the gospel has got a rea- uh, has got the reality the real the truth is the gospel of uh, the, the truth of the gospel is the reality you see so there is in the bible we shall come across the doctrine of the gospel and the teachings of the gospel but we are talking about the truth of the gospel which is the reality which is the real facts we are not talking about we are not talking about the doctrines of the gospel because we go uh, for theology we go for uh, bible schools we go for discipleship we sit in churches we hear messages we have lessons i for one i have out of teachings that have prepared for some good years but these things are they will remain doctrines and teachings until we get life from them at, until we get the reality of these uh, teachings and words many people have got teachings they have certificates they have diplomas they have degrees they have achieved a lot of teachings they have gathered a lot of doctrine they can teach you doctrine but a few have come to reality a few have come to the realization of what is the meaning of what they know you see so we are not talking about doctrine of the gospel we are talking about the truth of the gospel which is the reality so when you look at this you discover that uh, the truth is not the doctrine of the gospel no the truth is the reality of the gospel the truth is that that reality which is in the gospel in that which you hear so in our preaching of the gospel there must be uh, must not only be the word of the gospel but there is also got to be the truth of the gospel which is Christ himself in other words Christ is the reality of every scripture you are reading from Genesis to Revelation Christ is the truth of that verse that you know that verse where your vision comes from that verse which you love most which you confess every day there is the reality of that verse <clears throat> you see so if i come and i just recite scriptures i give you 10 to 20 scriptures i quote them and i preach you might say wow this man this this minister knows scriptures that is the first step and a lot of us we are on that step of knowing scriptures knowing where they sleep knowing how to quote them but if you have come to the reality I read for you a scripture in John chapter 5 whereby Jesus was telling the Pharisees he told them that you have searched the scriptures from Genesis and you have searched the entire law of Moses the prophets and the, the Psalms but you have failed to come to the truth you have failed to come to me who is the reality of what you are searching and these scriptures are talking about me so Jesus was telling the Pharisees whatever you are reading from Genesis to Revelation is talking about me you have come to the scriptures you have searched you have dis- discovered the scriptures you know the knowledge but you have failed to come to the reality you have failed to come to enjoy that which the scripture is talking about who is Christ himself so Christ himself is the truth of the gospel is the message we are preaching i preached some time back and i have the messages on the radio and on our pod, podcast and um, i have them but the, i was preaching about i was teaching about uh, one ministry the church has received one ministry we are many churches we are many ministers but the ministry is one the ministry of the new testament which is christ christ is the ministry of the new testament every other thing we do in the body of christ if we cannot reveal this ministry if we cannot reveal this uh, the point of the ministry who is christ then we have not yet come to the word of life we have not yet come to the word of truth you see so christ is the reality of the gospel <clears throat> Christ is the reality of the gospel and this must be the reality in our preaching this must be the reality when you hear the word when you hear the scriptures when you hear even these teachings you have got to say now i've heard what the pastor said have i come to the reality have i come to make to relate myself with what i've heard so that i use it in my day to day life so that i come and touch that life you see now there are several examples in the bible whereby people were around jesus but they could not experience christ they could not enjoy him for example in the gospel there is a story by jesus was going to a certain man to heal the son was a girl who was sick and the bible says and many people were thronging upon jesus they were thronging squeezing him moving with him saying he is our man we are going he we are moving with him some people could move with him for three days you see and they never turn return back home 
But the Bible says there came a woman who had an issue of blood. And this woman, uh, she said to herself, I'm going, but I'm not going to only just know and come to across and touch uh, and move with him but i want to go deeper i want to go deeper and touch the reality of this christ people were around christ but they have not reached to the reality they have they have searched christ they have discovered christ they have found christ but they have not come to him in the spirit so that they connect so that they begin to receive from him whatsoever is of christ so this woman comes in and among all the people amidst all those many people that were squeezing christ she came and touched the hem of his garment the bible says and she was made whole and of all the people that were thronging on jesus christ jesus stands back and says who has touched me who has reached me who has realized who i am who has uh, experienced the power that I have, who has enjoyed the power that I possess. Then the woman was there. He said, it is me. I have touched. I've not only had the message, but I've, I've, I've experienced it. I've enjoyed it. I've, I've made it part of me. I've taken it in the spirit. You see, I've received it. This is what we are preaching. This is what we want, we want us to know. There is more that is in the scriptures. There is more that is in the teachings. There is more that is in every preaching and every ministry we do for Christ. And in every ministry of music, there is more. That is what we call the experience of Christ daily in Jesus' mighty name. So we see that in much gospel preaching and teaching and preaching and other ministries, there is only the word of the gospel. There is only the eloquence of the preachers, the persuasive words, but there is no reality. We have got to come to the reality. When I'm speaking with eloquence, if I speak with um, many, many words that are persuasive words, you remember Paul says that when I came to you, I did not come with the persuasive words, words of wisdom. Some of us, we have learned, me, I'm not uh, so much educated, but some of people have been educated. They have good vocabulary. They have good accent. They have eloquence in their speech so for us we are just we are just god has given us the english that can bring you the the message but we are not so much educated that there are some people that have got eloquence you understand they are persuasive when they begin to speak but we have got to come to the reality and this means that christ is not ministered as reality to those who hear the moment a person just comes with eloquence good words good vocabulary can speak and you say wow this is the lord this is the 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 holy spirit at work because of the good words because of the eloquence because of the quotations that he has quoted and you say wow but that is there is something more (laughs) that something more is what we call reality the reality the truth of the gospel he has come with the gospel but have you seen the truth have you realized the truth have you come to the real facts you see of what is in the doctrine so this is this is this is our burden christ is not only ministered as 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 doctrine christ is supposed to be ministered as reality to those that hear him so our gospel preaching and ministry and other teachings must be different we must be different although we may be slow in speech fast in speech eloquent the listeners must be able to sense that the reality of christ is being infused into them that is the message to those that are ministers whether you're a worshiper whether you're a praiser you're a musician you're a pastor you're any ministry that you're doing in the church people have come to the reality they must receive christ so those under us and our preachings and our gospels they are supposed to be soaked in the reality which is christ they are supposed to say of everything he has spoken i have seen the wonders of christ the reality of christ the beauty of christ the secrets in christ the riches of christ so that is it that is it glory to god we need to tell the lord in prayer what we desire is not knowledge lord what we desire is not knowledge in letters but we need your presence we need you as our life we need you to be infused into us and ourselves to be translated transformed saturated with you this should be our prayer even when you come across the scriptures you have got to say lord i've not come to seek knowledge because knowledge puffs up some of us we study bible we study scriptures we are acquiring knowledge no 
the Lord has never told us to acquire knowledge. He says, no, when you come to the scriptures, you have got to acquire life. Once you say that you are acquiring knowledge and you are not going to come closer where truth is, which is life, reality, you are going to, to, to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and you shall die because simple knowledge will puff you up and it will become a letter which kills you even though you have come to read it. But the Bible says there is the tree of life whereby you can eat. In the Bible, there are two trees. We have the tree of knowledge and the tree of life. You have gone to come and be sober and spiritual. Whenever you read the word in the spirit, you are coming to the spirit of life. You are coming to eat from the tree of life. You will see the reality of the scriptures. Whenever you approach the scriptures with mere knowledge in your mind, you will come across knowledge and you know that knowledge comes from the tree of knowledge of good and evil at the uh, as you are reading it it will puff you up and you begin to think yes i know it all i know the scriptures and it will kill you because you have taken simply letters let us go deeper and this is how we are going to experience christ on a daily basis glory glory to god glory hallelujah so this is the vision we want you to see. If, if we say, Lord, we want to be under your heaven, a shining every day, even when we are reading scriptures, there is a shining of the word of the life of God. And the longer we stay under that shining, I tell you, we are going to get more realities of Christ. And this reality will saturate us. It will pervade us until we become the, what we have read, until we become what we have heard. This is the truth which is Christ himself. Hallelujah. I pray for you wherever you are. Take whatever it takes. Go deeper. Seek for life. Seek for light. Seek for grace. Seek for reality. You'll see the fullness of Christ. And this is what we call glory. And this glory shall manifest. It shall come unto you. And you shall now begin to reflect the light you have received. Just like John. John says that, that which we have seen, that which we have heard, that which you have touched, now it has become the word of life for our enjoyment. We have lived within it, we have enjoyed it, we have experienced it, and we want you to be part of it. We want you to be fellowshipping with us because we have seen something. You see, we have got to be people who have seen something of Christ. So, and this is what Paul uh, is teaching us even in the book of Colossians. Hallelujah. So, because the Colossians had heard the word of truth, the reality of the gospel, they could lay up for themselves a hope in the heavens by living Christ in a loving way and loving of the saints. That's what we saw yesterday. So even today, us, by taking Christ as our life and by taking him as our, our life, he, we could be people who love those who are around us, not in a human way, but in a spiritual way. What happens? Then we begin to enjoy Christ as our life. We soak ourselves in Jesus Christ as we continue to know the, 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 the truth of the gospel. Hallelujah. So in this way, what happens? We begin to experience Christ as our daily hope. Christ must be our daily hope. Even today, our hope is in the Lord. We must experience him. When we read the word, when we hear the messages, when we, we, we see the messages on the TVs, let me tell you, whatever we see outside must point us to the inward life, which is Christ. In other words, outside is miracles, outside is gifts, outside is teachings, outside there is doctrine, but inside there is life inside there is reality and most people come to christ and they stop outside on outside things on the teachings on the the doctrines on the miracles on the gifts on the personalities they fail to go deeper to enter inside and touch the life hallelujah so we have got to be, to be people who enjoy Christ. Hallelujah. People who enjoy Christ. People who take him as our life. We soak into him every day. This is the truth of the gospel. In other words, the gospel that is preached across all platforms, the gospel that is preached across all, all medias is supposed to reveal the truth, which is in that gospel and the truth and the reality is Christ. So in this way, we could experience Christ as our hope. Hallelujah. So we see that in these verses we have read, read so far, there is both the hope, the truth of the Christ we experience subjectively. We need the, the truth. We read also the hope. Hallelujah. Now, when we come to verse 6, Colossians chapter 1, verse 6, the Bible says, 
which is come unto you. The truth of the gospel has already come. It has already come. It has come. The truth of the gospel has come. It's not only the gospel that has come, but the truth of the gospel has come. When the word of the gospel came, when the doctrine of the gospel came, also the truth was inside it. So this truth of the gospel has come. And the Bible says that as it is in all the world, it has come not only here, it has come not only in your church, in your area, it is everywhere in the world. Even those people that have not accepted Jesus Christ, it has come. It has come in their country. It has come in their nation. It has come in their families, in their home. They see it on TVs. They see it. They hear it on radios. They see it even on Facebook, on social media. They see it. It has come. It has reached people. The word has already come. We cannot deny that we have not seen him. We have seen him because the, the, the gospel has come. And the gospel has come with the truth. So the Bible says in verse 6, which is come unto you as it is in the, all the world and bringing forth fruit. It must bring forth fruit as it does also in you. He says it is doing some work in some people somewhere. It must do work in us today. You see, the bad thing about religion is that they will give you the shell, the, out, the, out, the outward thing. You don't come to the reality which is Christ. That's the bad thing. They will give you other things which is not Christ. Those things which are not Christ. But look at this. The Bible says it does bear fruit in us. So it must also bear fruit in you also. Since you had, uh, since the day you had of it and knew the grace of God in truth. You had it. But you have got to know the grace of God. You had it. He says, which is come to you and also in all the world it is bearing fruit and growing it is growing it is growing as also in you since the day you had and fully knew the grace of god in truth look at that verse look at that verse in verse 6 we see that the love of the saints is the fruit born by the gospel if we have had and received the gospel then there there's got to be a fruit which is love some of us we think that in galatian you see let me read for you galatian the bible says in galatian uh, chapter 5:22 most of us we think that in galatian 5:22 they are talking about the fruits of the spirit the bible never mentions the fruits of the spirit it mentions the fruit of the spirit the fruit is only one one but it manifolds it manifests it appears it reflects in nine forms in eight forms if it is one it reflects in eight forms which is love now the bible says in galatians chapter 5 verse 22 it says that but the fruit of the spirit is love they they would have said the fruits of the spirit is they are love, joy. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, which will reflect joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control. He says, the moment you receive the fruit that comes out of the gospel, the truth of the gospel, this truth of the gospel will bear fruit. It will bear the fruit of the gospel. And the fruit of the gospel is love. Now, I just imagine... These ministers of God that preach with hatred, I just imagine, I just wonder how they are able to bring the, 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 the word of the gospel minus bearing the fruit of the gospel, minus the love, which is the fruit. Because if I come and I spend enough time using scriptures, but not in a loving way, the Bible says, even when we attribute, we attribute in love. So we have done a lot of things with the word of God. We have used platforms in a negative way, in an evil way, in a, love, in a way that shows we don't have the fruit of the gospel, which is love. Love is the fruit. If you don't have this fruit in your preaching, in your teaching, in your ministry, then whatever you are doing will not bring life. You are going to bring death. And this has begun to happen in the body of Christ. Everywhere. People are preaching. People are teaching. People are ministering. But others are, are not ministering. They are attacking. 
the body of Christ. They are tearing down what Christ is building. So we have got to be careful and go deeper to come where Christ the reality is. I can't be preaching in life and begin to attack and begin to fight another brother. You see, that's not the way. So this truth of the gospel must bear fruit and the fruit of the gospel is none other than love. Is nothing else other than love. Love with Jesus Christ himself, who is God, our love, you see? So, we see that the love of the saints is the fruit. If we have had the gospel, then it must bear fruit, and this fruit is love. When the gospel is preached in reality, it will bear fruit. When the gospel is taught in reality, it will begin to bear fruit. People will begin to change. They begin to put off the old man and put on the new man. The, the likeness of Christ will begin to appear unto them. Hallelujah. So, those who receive the word, it must produce love. It must produce love for all believers. I just imagine people sitting under a message which is, is not preached in love, which is not preached uh, in the fruit of love. I wonder what they take. They're not taking the reality. They are taking mere knowledge and doctrine and words, but they have failed to come to the, 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 the light, which is the truth. So the church in Colossae, as we have read, it was composed of the Jews, Gentiles, and other cultures, and other people uh, from different backgrounds. But I tell you, the Jews, even today, they, they, they are not in good terms with the Gentiles, you see? They despise each other. They hate each other. But when the word of life is preached, you'll find the Jews seated with the Gentiles. you find the, the Greeks seated with the Gentiles because of the one love that they have received, because of the fruit that has come out of the word they have heard. So, when the word is preached and people receive and believe the word, then they will not see any difference. We will become one. Love will bind us together. Love will keep us together. Although such a love is, uh, is, is, is a deeper love. In, in humanity, uh, you cannot love the unlovable. But once you hear the, the word of God and you get the truth of, of the gospel and it bears a fruit of love in you, then you, bear, you begin to love the unlovable. That is the fruit of the gospel. This gospel which grows daily, which is uh, growing through the preachings, is bearing fruit. It is bearing fruit. It is bearing fruit also, and this fruit is love. This fruit is also Christ himself. Christ must bear every day in every scripture that we hear, in every uh, word that we come across, Christ must bear. Check yourself. You have had many ministries, many gospels. Are you bearing is Christ formed in you? Remember, Paul told them in, in Galatians chapter 4, verse 19, I labor as in birth pains until Christ be formed in you. Our labor and our burden is that in our preaching, in our teaching, we don't matter, we don't care of how many people we reach, but we pray that those that we have reached, those that have come across our teachings, those that come across our ministry, those that have heard us on radio, on Facebook, on social media, on those that have visited our website, we pray that they come to this reality. We pray that Christ might also, might also um, be bare into them. Hallelujah. Christ must bear in us, even when we hear the word of God. Hallelujah. So, <clears throat> we have seen <clears throat> that this gospel which grows and bears fruit is Christ himself. And this Christ who is growing in us day by day is the word of the truth of the gospel. And we pray that we take him. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So we have got to fully know the grace of God in truth. Look at this verse in Galatians, in Colossians. The Bible has told us they not only had the word of, of the gospel, but they fully knew the grace of God in truth. And this is what Paul is telling us. He says they fully knew the grace of God in truth. In other words, the truth has got grace in it. When you know the grace, you know the grace of God but in truth, not in just knowledge. To know the grace of God fully is to know Christ or to know the grace in its fullness 
not in part some of us we have come across the partial grace we have come across partial truth that the grace of god is what god is to us whatever god is to us and what god gives to us in christ is what we call the grace of god some of us we know that grace is unmerited favor those things are superficial grace is getting what you don't deserve those things are so outward you never come to the reality grace is a person the Bible says when Jesus came in John chapter 1, verses 17, I'll read for you. The Bible says that when he came, it, we saw the fullness. The Bible says he was filled, he was full of grace and reality. John chapter 1, verse 17. He says that for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. When Jesus come, Christ came, grace came. In other words, he was carrying grace. He was grace himself. When you come to verses First uh, Corinthians 15, you see, First Corinthians chapter 15, verses 10, still Paul is telling us, uh, he says in verses 10 of First Corinthians 15, he says that, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. In other words, when Paul was ministering, grace was ministering. When Paul was preaching, grace was preaching. He says, I was not the one that was laboring, but the grace in me was laboring. Christ in me was laboring. When we teach, let us cease to teach. That we, let, let Christ begin to teach the moment we open our mouth. Let Christ begin to preach the moment we open our mouth. And this is how grace ministers, and this is how people partake of that grace. So, grace is of God, is that of what God gives us. Is that what we receive from God, which is in Christ. So, grace is Christ himself. You see? That's why we read in the first, uh, when you read in John chapter 1, uh, you come across the word which was, with, which was with God and which was God becoming flesh and it dwells among us full of what? Grace and truth. In verse 14, it is full of grace and truth. And the Bible continues to tell us in verses 16 that of his fullness have we all received grace upon grace. Grace upon grace. There is a life flow. Every time we come upon, upon the word of God, we receive grace upon grace, grace upon grace. And this is what we call fully knowing the grace of God in truth. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. The Bible says, of his fullness have we received grace upon grace grace upon grace it is going to be like that every time you come across the word of life you're going to receive grace upon grace new graces come in and the previous grace goes and gives you more grace more revelation more life more grace that's going to happen the moment we come where the word of god is we receive of him his fullness grace upon grace it doesn't come at once you cannot understand christ at once you cannot experience him at once we experience him bit upon bit grace upon grace today you get a simple revelation tomorrow you add on another one and it begins to be unto you grace upon grace hallelujah hallelujah praise the lord praise the lord praise jesus christ Thank you, Jesus, for we want to experience you daily in our lives. We want to take you as light, as life, as grace, as beauty for our enjoyment. This is our prayer, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. So we have seen that he has come. The word has already come to us. And this means that uh, truth here it means reality. When we talk about truth, we are talking about reality, that which is physically tangible, that which is physical can easily be experienced to know the grace of god in truth is to know him in his reality experientially now you will find out that we are using the word experience so much and people don't understand why and what is the meaning of the word experience in the bible there are three things there is what we call facts there is what we call faith and there is what we call experience and all the process in the Bible, how you can get to know the things of God, believe in them, use them, is what we call the facts of God. You have believed them, now they have become part of you for your enjoyment. This is the flow 
in the entire Bible. They came to know this truth, the facts, the realities of the, the of about God. They believed by faith, and when they believed, they also used what they had realized in their day-to-day life. That is what we call experience. You will discover that every scripture in the Bible is an experience. Every scripture in the Bible is uh, for our experience. Is for us to enjoy it. Not to just read it and leave it there. It is carrying life and we are supposed to enjoy that life in every verse. And as we are experiencing that scripture, we are experiencing Christ because he is the message. He is the theme of the Bible. We don't have any other thing. We have Christ and the church. Two things. Everything we read from Genesis to Revelation must bring us to these two. The head and the body of Christ, which is the church. So, we see that uh, to know uh, the grace of God in truth is to know him in his reality in an experiential way. Not just in word. You can be having many words and you have doctrine mentally in your mind. People come to Christ and they learn the scriptures by their mind. But when the scriptures begin to become life, then they will be issuing from your heart. This truth, uh, truth is Christ as reality and grace is Christ as our enjoyment. In other words, we need to realize Christ. We need to enjoy Christ as a grace. We realize him as truth and we enjoy him as grace. So as we experience Christ and enjoy him, Christ is supposed to be truth and grace unto us. He becomes truth and grace unto and our grace for us to use in our day-to-day life, in your business, in your family, in your everyday, everything you do. So the way the gospel grows in us, the way the word grows in us and bears fruit is through what? Is through our enjoyment, enjoying Christ and experiencing him as our grace. The moment you read scriptures and you begin to see that you want to be part of them, to enjoy them, to say, oh Lord, I see you in this verse and I take you from this verse and I take you as my portion today. You begin to enjoy Christ even when you are passing through hard times. You begin to enjoy Christ even when you don't hear a voice. Some people, when they don't hear the voice of God, they say, God is not here. God is not with me. Some people, when they don't see a manifestation of gifts and powers, they think that oh today we have not seen God because they want to see him in the physical things but they don't want to see him as life something that you never see and touch is life you just feel that there is life and the effect of life you see when Christ comes to us as our life he begins to disappear from outward and you begin to enjoy him inside experience him inside then he begins to transform you to change you and you begin to grow in the grace you begin to grow in the knowledge of Christ. So the way the gospel grows in us, the way the the gospel, the word of God bears fruit is through your enjoyment. The more you enjoy Christ, the more you experience Christ in his word, then you'll begin to see the fruit bearing, the growth in you. You begin to grow. The Bible says grow in grace and in the knowledge of him. The moment we grow, then we begin to become like him. The moment we become like him, then we are ready. We are matured. Then the church is ready for Christ's return. Christ will return the moment the church is fully grown, mature. It has been uh, become him until we are one. We have been built up in him. The Bible says until we are built up in him, until we grow to that stature. Eh? That stature where, whereby when he appears, we are like him. The Bible says when he shall appear, we shall be like him. How are we going to be, be like him when we have not eaten him? Did you know that a person becomes what he eats? You are what you eat. When you eat out of fish, you become fishy. When you eat, whatever you eat is what you become. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whatever you eat is what you become. If you eat Christ in the scriptures, you will become Christ. If you eat miracles, signs and wonders, doctrine and teachings, that's what you're going to become. Hallelujah. So, may you understand my burden as I'm preaching and ministering here in the name of Jesus. So, we have seen that in these few verses, we have learned these two things. Christ is so much to us. Christ is is our hope in Colossians chapter 1 from verses 4 to verses 8 where we are. Christ is our hope. Christ is our truth. Christ is our reality. Christ is our grace. Christ is our grace. You see? Only when Christ becomes grace to us can we enjoy him. 
and experience him. It must become grace. The more we enjoy and experience Christ, the more we grow and bear fruit, live by him, and lay up for ourselves in heavens the hope of God. So this is what we call experiencing Christ daily. Hallelujah. And this word in truth is what we need, is what we are after. We want to see that the grace of God and the truth and the realities that are in the doctrines that you know, the knowledge that you know, becomes what is going to become a growth in you, a fruit in you. As we listen to messages of the, the experience of Christ that we are going to be preaching here, as you listen to our messages of experience in Christ, we pray that you enjoy grace in reality and we pray that through this ministry that we are bringing to you the ministry of the word may grace in reality um, be infused into you be put into you deposited into you because this grace is solid it is substantial it is tangible this grace we can test it we can enjoy it we can live by this grace this is what we call enjoying christ experiencing christ and if we take the words in truth, if we take the messages that we know and understand them and we know that grace which is in them, this, then our knowledge of grace should not be only in doctrine but in reality. This means that our knowing Christ as grace, Christ as everything must be in reality whereby you practice that which you know, whereby you practice that which you have got a revelation as revelation to you and in the gospel christ is transported to us whenever we hear the teachings christ is transported to us even today i'm infusing christ into you i'm dispensing christ into you i'm transporting christ into you so that he becomes truth and your grace may you enjoy christ may you enjoy this reality may you see him as your enjoyment may you take him as your reality as your reality every day there is yes there's supposed to be a reality of christ as we live by the the the, 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 the christ whom we experience as truth and grace we will always lay up for ourselves the hope in the heavens this is what we call the grace of god in truth hallelujah you see he wants us to become ministers of christ ministers of christ whereby we minister christ look at verse 7 as we finish because we have only three minutes to go the bible finishes by saying in Colossians 1 7 paul says that as you learned from epaphras our beloved fellow slave who is a minister of christ faithful for you epaphras was not a minister of any other thing Epaphras was a minister of Christ. And here Paul is pointing out to this Epaphras and he says he was a minister of Christ. You see, what does it mean to be a minister of Christ? A minister of Christ is not only a servant of Christ, like you would say, all of us we are servants of Christ. No, you might be servants, but they, they are talking about a minister of Christ, the one who ministers, the one is not we are talking about. We are not talking about the one who is a servant of Christ who serves Christ because that Christ has got many people that serve him. But a serving one who says that I'm a servant of Christ and I'm a minister of Christ is a person who ministers Christ to the people he is serving. If you are serve, a servant of Christ, you are a minister of Christ if you minister Christ. You see? Because we can be God's servants. Christ's servants. But when, when we are serving on our plate, there is no Christ. We have put other things. Hmm? We have put other things huh? as food. Yet we are servants of Christ. We are ministers of, uh, we are servants of God. But when we come to serve the people that are hungry, thirsty, they need the waters of life. They are hungry, they need the bread of life. They are blind, they need the light of the world. They are, they are dead, they need the life. Oh, we begin to minister other things. We begin to serve them with other things. We are not ministers of Christ. A true minister of Christ as Epaphras is a person that ministers Christ and dispenses Christ, gives Christ as, as a daily, a daily um, food to the people. Praise the Lord. On our daily menu, there has got to be Christ. Nothing else. Hallelujah. God bless you. 
We love you so much. We pray for you. Let us continue to enjoy Christ together. Let us continue to share the scriptures together. This is Freedom Experience Ministry. Pastor Dennis Matovu, Kampala, Uganda. Follow us on Facebook, Freedom Experience Ministry. Follow us on our website, freedomexperienceministry.org. Then also, listen to our radio. We have daily teachings. God bless you. We love you. To get more of this message and partner with Freedom Experience Ministry, log on to our website www.freedomexperienceministry.org or find us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry. You can also call us directly on plus 256-703-89-0009. Be blessed. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ.